Hashtag stop Nick Cannon. Enjoy. Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fine episode of Hallelujuku. I'm PD Rafe, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, is my friend Brandon Cooper, aka King Cass. How you doing, Cass? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, good week, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. We're together. We're uh, hanging out. We're talking about East Asian pop culture. I got my hair cut. So, you know, I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we are, of course, here with another episode of Howley Juku. And we start off like we do every week. Uh, we talk about what we've been listening to this week. Uh, Kaz, what music has caught your attention this week? This week, uh, some newer releases, uh, especially one from the boys at Teen Top, uh, their new release, I'm sorry, uh, I wasn't expecting to like this song, but it, it's a really good song from Teen Top, and I like it, and I want more like this from them. Mm-hmm. And this little, like, uh, R&B ballad, you know, yeah. that, that slow jam. That slow jam, yo. Uh. Um, and it was good, like, and then, you know, to talk about the video, really, uh, like, you know, kind of one place, uh, in this warehouse, but it was so, like, it was shot really good, you know? Like, yeah. the cinematography is really good, and the choreography is really good. I didn't want to say on top, <laughs> but you know, the choreography is, is so good in this video. Uh, there's not yeah. much bad I could say about this. And, and, and that doggy is so good. He's such a good boy. He's such a good boy. <laughs> uh, and it, it was actually so good that it, it distracted me from realizing that this is a group that has the one dude that, uh, always disconcerns me every time I see him. Uh, but then I notice him and that was back to, you know, goddamn that dude's Lips are too voluptuous. <laughs> this is like an alien. Like yeah. Big lip, big eyed aliens of some kind. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking more what I hear from Team Top, even with their, their weird looking members. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, they're, they're growing. I think that that's the, the key thing that they're growing with kind of every release, which is always good. Always good to see. Yeah, uh, the dancing is good too, and I think their dancing has always been pretty good. So, you know what? Adding to it is is never a bad thing. So I'm I'm happy from what I was saying from Team Top. Mm-hmm. All right. So what have you, else have you got for us, Kaz? I've got some unexpectedly rap. Oh, what rap from Kaz? No, it can't be. Uh, this is from Yeezer featuring M Tyson. Uh, it's just it's a fun. Like, silly song, uh, with a really silly video to go along with it. Uh, 
and I, I don't know. I just enjoyed it as soon as I, I clicked on it. Yeah, that's a really cool like beat. It, it is uh, an interesting. It's users uh, or yezer. Oh, I I know what it is. Yezer, yezer. Oh, uh, yezer. I was saying yezer. Yezer. He ain't yezus. <laughs> he ain't we fan. That's yezus. Uh, yezer with a uh, Najsun uh, Yoja or strange woman. Uh, it's it's an interesting. It's that kind of. I think this is the kind of hip hop I always, uh, think is something that can be easily landed by somebody in, uh, Korean hip hop. Like, it's, it's very skilled and very fun and very uh, kind of, uh, uh, quirky. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of those styles that, that I think is done really well and, and I, and I like it. I like it. It was fun. It was catchy too. Yeah, I thought so too. Like, it, it, I, that's the same exact feeling I had. It was just fun and catchy. And then the deeper and deeper you get into the video, the sillier it gets. And it just, it just makes it fun. So, <laughs> and that yes. weird head bob thing when they're walking where the camera oh, yeah. is kind of zooming in and out. Oh, yeah. Like, it's stabilized. It's just, it's stabilized video. It's like what it is. It's like, it's stabilized on their face. Uh, yeah. So it's like, yeah. Uh, and every, and the fact that they, you see all these women, uh, turning around and the dude's faces are on them. <laughs> yeah. That, that, wow. that, uh, got me the first time. I was like, wait, hold on. What? Oh, okay. Okay. No, I, wait, I get it now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, 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 that lady has a slight goatee. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, but yeah, still a cool song. All right. So, uh, one more. Uh, going back to more ballady type stuff, a uh, song from uh, Monday Kiz um, called Words to Kill. Uh, so there are a few things that caught me about this, right? Really, really exceptionally well sung and, and well put together song, right? Um, it was just one of those like kind of weeks for me where everything I was like, Oh, this is new. Let me click on this. And it was just like, Oh man, that's really good. Oh, this is new. Let me click on this. This is, you know, really good as well. This reminds me of that Brian McKnight Sony <laughs> yeah. video and yeah. a little bit, but done way better because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it's all silhouette and black and white and mainly words, words to the song on the screen, you know? But you know it's done so much better in that style than yeah. they, what they did. Yeah. Oh, uh, but it, yeah, it's a really cool song. It's, it's sung really well. The kind of that ballad style, uh, kind of folksy a little bit, uh, with a little cool guitar. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's it's really cool. Andre, yeah. Andre. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, and the I had style a lot of so fun cool. with it. And I, it, it, that's what it instantly made me think of. I was like, oh, they have the silhouette thing, like the Sonny Brian McKnight video, except this is better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so much better. Uh, but yeah, it's, a, it's another interesting, like, another interesting, uh, new to us, I'm gonna say, artist. I don't know if he's new in general. Yeah. Uh, but he's new to us for sure. Let me look. Yeah, I forgot to look. Uh, I don't. Uh, uh all I know is the album is open on October first, two thousand fourteen. Yep. So it's, b- okay. it's been out for a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe so something I, I pick up. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but yeah, there's some, some more stuff. So, so, and speaking of interesting folksy, guitar-y, interesting things, another kind of cool song from, uh, uh, Bucera. Uh, Bucera's kind of been going at a good clip. She had a, a kind of a break recently, but then she came back with a couple, like, practice videos and a couple of things. And then she went ahead and put up a video of, uh, an original composition that she put together called Lilac. Uh, and it was kind of a, a really well done song for somebody that's been kind of just going on her own for a little while, uh, for a self-composed song from somebody that's just, you know, kind of getting their feet under them. It's actually really well done. Like it's, uh, it was catchy. It was, it was in, on some parts. It was, it was interesting, kind of had some layers to it and it was really pretty. It was really pretty, pretty vocals. Uh, it's not, it's not the, the, the greatest song in the world, but it is a good song. And, uh, it, it sounds like it would fit right in as a, like a quirky, uh, like a, an OST for a drama for like their quirky comedy moments. Yeah. Or like they, they're like the cute, the cute, uh, date, date, like the cute date scenes, you know, I like you. And then like, uh, somebody's mirrors, uh, 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 macchiato film on the other person and then wipes it off and a whole <laughs> lot of cuteness happening. Yeah. <laughs> what, did, what did you, you think you, of this? You can hear it in one of those, like, not if you say that, you can hear it in, like, one of those cafe style, like, uh, series where, like, it revolves around, like, a restaurant or a cafe or, or, or some kind of store, you know, where, like, the girl is running this store and, and, and she's just barely making it and this rich guy comes along and, like, you know, buys something from her, but he, he sees her and he starts to feel her and then this plays over the speakers, you know, as she spills yeah. the coffee on him because she's staring at him a little too hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of like, a, kind of like those moments with uh, Crystal and Rain on the, on the, on, uh, that show they're on together. Where you see, you see her look at him and, and you think, she wants the B. She wants the B. <laughs> she wants uh, that 30 sexy. <laughs> <laughs> that 30 sexy. Uh, but yeah, it, it was really cute. And I, I'm, I'm really digging the fact that, uh, Lucetta is keeping on this, uh, this tip of just kind of going on her own and just put, putting stuff on YouTube, writing your own music, you know, getting in there and like just practicing a lot and just like, Sitting around and just making songs and singing and, and, uh, composing songs, which is cool. Uh, we're, we're very much fans of, uh, self-made comp content creators. <laughs> Those of us, like, that's kind of, uh, by obviously, <laughs> that's kind of our bread and butter. Uh, so we're, we're definitely fans of this and she's doing a good job at, at what she's doing. Uh, but yeah, I'm moving on to the other, an, another couple of tracks. Uh, bigger releases now. Well, well elevating releases. This is, I guess, kind of <laughs> the same. elevation. Let, the elevation of release. Yeah, not to, not to oversell Spica's popularity. God bless him. Uh, but Spica came back with, with a, a track, uh, a new track called Ghost. Spica, all five members of this time. Uh, I guess I imagine kind of put out this little special release, uh, for the, for the summer. Got together with, uh, kind of a old collaborator of theirs, kind of a, one of the main ones that, uh, from their earlier area, uh, Sweet Tune, uh, for the song Ghost. And it really kind of 
they they kind of nail it and it really is it plays exactly to their strengths in every way possible uh it really works well with doing exactly what it needs to do to showcase them uh and their abilities uh you know the you know the the, the drama of the video isn't the most complex story but it's you know it's, it works well with the song and it it carries the song well and it is Spica at 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 their best, and it's Spica well, nailing it flawlessly. Uh, and I, well, what what did you think, Kaz? Do you think this this worked well? I, um, I like the song. I didn't like the video much. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, I think I didn't like the video because I was just lost after the first yeah. few minutes. <laughs> I wasn't exactly sure what was going on. Um, there's crying you know, and there's flowers. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, that's just pretty much what I got. It was just like, okay, she's crying, okay, but wait, no, he's with her. Okay, wait, what? Like, uh, huh? I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just pay attention to the song. <laughs> and I just, I just didn't pay attention to the rest of the video. I just like, I just listened to the song, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, it, it, it's, it's. It's hard to kind of find it, the, the story. It's about him and both these chicks being in love with him and they work on the same runway show. And at the end, there's like a, a moment of happiness for one and the moment of envy for the other and blah, blah, blah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a little lost, but it, it, you know, it's there. Uh, but the center of, of it is the fact that the song is so good and the song plays to Spicka's strengths. But, and I think the, the sad part though is the fact that I think, uh, I'll go to, uh, Yellow Slug at Asian Junkie did a cool, uh, really good review of it is the fact that, uh, it is flawless, but it's a kind of predictively flawless. <laughs> like you knew it was going to be flawless from there, from an execu- execution point. And, points out a good point that this that doing uh it's hard to kind of uh, uh summarize what uh they said but doing this uh, kind of a doing exactly what fits to their strengths is good if they're that helped a forward momentum but spica doesn't have a forward momentum and not doing something different might be a, a detriment uh it's a really good interview. I think, uh, Yellow Slug, for those that want to get a chance to go to Asian Junkie and check out mm-hmm. Yellow Slug's review, uh, they do a good job of, of kind of laying it out and, uh, giving, you know, kind of giving a good points on, you know, what the strengths of this are and why it could also kind of be a weakness. But overall, I just, uh, I, I dug the song. Uh, I, I dig Spica <laughs> and I, I, I really wish that at some point that somebody else other people can dig them too because <laughs> uh, they are they are uber talented uh and, and they deserve a, a, the that's a, they deserve to get at least a little bit of the success uh but moving on to a slightly more high profile uh group uh ace of angels aka aoa uh a group that uh that used to have a band <laughs> <laughs> used to have two versions of themselves, but they've abandoned one version, and now it all ex- only exists as this version. Uh, Ace of Angels, called AOA, uh, come out with a new track called I'll Like a Cat, 
once again teaming up with Brave Brothers, uh, cause, you know, when you follow a formula, you know, that's, a, that gets you money, you, you go with it. Uh, but, this one isn't quite as run of the mill as <laughs> the last track that they came out with, uh, the last track that came out with, uh, Miniskirt. It's actually a little bit more catchy, the, the video's fun, and, mm. Damn, they all look attractive. <laughs> yeah, they're Damn. all good looking girls. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really, I, I liked this song. It was one of the, like, I think what happened was I started watching the video and I was like, uh, okay. But then you kind of start looking at the girls and listening to the music and you're like, oh, wow, hold on. They can sing pretty good. Then I started watching the video again and I ran into some issues like right here. She drops down into the middle of the room and then goes and hides in the corner. You drop down into the middle of the room. <laughs> if someone was in there, they saw you. <laughs> yeah, no, not the best place to hide. Not, not stealth. Uh, also, this, this has to be, that part has to be the worst, uh, fake climbing on a wall thing. <laughs> Yeah. That one is almost, uh, I think it's even sillier than the old Batman series when they would just be walking up and they would be hanging on a rope slightly leaning back. You yeah. know? <laughs> that, that's even worse because it doesn't even look like it. Does she have Spider-Man powers? That right. Because she, she she can... like, she's like, she looks down like, oh, where's my foot? Honey, your foot is just hanging in midair. Are you making it look like your foot is pressing you up? But it's just, it's just dangling. You might as well be kicking your feet <laughs> at yeah. that point. It's like, like uh homeboy here uh see somebody in the dark. You just kind of go right up to his face. It's like uh it's like, oh, he saw me. Give him a boner. Right. <laughs> He'll distract him. <laughs> it was a like, dream. <laughs> like, like yeah, they they were just the they were the worst thieves <laughs> like just ever. <laughs> yeah. The worst. But it, then, it made for a fun, silly video. Fun video, and at the end, what really solved it is just, uh, we got caught. Uh, let's pistol whip everyone. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's pistol whip everyone. And then, like, the, the great reveal at the end is, uh, I'll show the part where they pistol whip everybody. The great, the great fantastic reveal is that they, they had the key all along, because she picked it at the beginning. Of course, she pistol whipped. Ev- they pistol whipped everyone. Could have picked the key right then and there, and uh, for all intents and purposes. But yeah, no. Then it also makes got the key earlier. Everything else that they did irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't need to bump into him because what did you need his phone for? The plans and schematics. Oh, uh, don't you know the plans and schematics? Being that you have an inside man. <laughs> <laughs> Two, why are you going to his apartment? If you're all working together, why did she not tell you that she had the key? Was she going to double cross you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I had the key all along. Like, Bitch, why didn't you tell us? <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, a silly video, really pretty girls, but goddamn, a really good song, man. A really, mm-hmm. really good song. Really well made song. Uh, yeah, and it's really cool. Uh, and really well done, though. I, I have to say, have, there, there is technically two versions of AOA. Have they just completely abandoned AOA black? Because they have this. This is technically AOA white. 
their mm-hmm. their their uh group main like just girl basic girl group. Uh not basic. I mean set, stand center standard <laughs> go to girl group. Uh nothing basic about them. Uh but they also have AOA Black where they uh they play instruments. Uh, a few of them, and they also have a drummer that it only exists in that version of the band. She's even called a half angel. Uh, uh, where is that group, and where is she? <laughs> yeah, has I would anybody say, seen her? Let's say, let's give them time to be like, okay, promote AOA White, and then when that's done, promote AOA Black, you know? Like, maybe that's what they're doing? Maybe... It's already been like three comebacks for AOA White. So. <laughs> Maybe you get we'll three leave... and the other group gets three. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll leave that. We'll leave that out there. We'll leave that for others to speculate. Speculate down here in the comments. Uh, down there where I'm pointing at in the video or on our website if you're listening to the audio. Uh, just leave the comments. Ask, let us know where they might be. Uh, but me in the meanwhile. We're going to head over to our headlines, so join us over there, won't you? Alright folks, welcome back to our headlines segment. We're going to talk about the latest goings-ons and happenings in the East Asian pop culture universe. Let's get to it. Alright, so I didn't talk about this, uh, first headline in our music segment, cause it's just something I didn't, was, didn't listen to more than twice, and wasn't something that I was listening to this week. So, uh, <laughs> alright, let's get started. Zico's tough this cookie. To you or did you send this to me? No, I no, sent okay, this you to sent you. this to me. Yeah, okay, okay. Yes. Zico's tough cookie music video is a disappointing try hard mess. Uh, <laughs> Which, uh, says it kind of all, uh, of course, a he- nice headline by, uh, our boy at agentjunkie.com. Uh, Zico. So Zico is, uh, are the, the kind of the main rapper, main kind of lyricist, composer, pretty, uh, core creative guy over, uh, for the group Block B. Uh, Block B is a group that, uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed. I've talked about it on the show before as enjoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've and, grown and- to actually enjoy Ever since I started even talking about them, even more with the last couple of releases, I will I will say this as well, right? Like before we get into anything, before we get into what, what's in this Asian Junkie article, anything, right? You 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 take the moment before this, right? The the, the little kind of moment right before this thing was was brought into existence and somebody hit the upload button, right? Zuko is a is a pretty good rapper, right? He's a yeah, he's like, really talented. For him to be an idol rapper, he's a pretty good rapper. He was even even was in a moment of uh uh oh god, what was the show? Uh, Show me the money 3 where he guested on someone's song to help them out or whatever on on one of Otelli's songs. He comes out uh as a guest for Otelli, uh who I think is a really exceptional rapper and him and fucking Iron need to put out albums. Um but other than that, wait like of the idol rappers that are out there and and I'm making that separation between solo 
rappers, you know, the J Parks, the Dokies, the, the, the Geckos, the people like that, and idol rappers, the Tops, the GDs, um, you know, I can't think of anyone else. Um, <laughs> but, but Juco is one of those guys in that <laughs> system that is probably a rapper f- way before he is an idol, right? Yeah. Kind of like then, Top, really. Cause yeah, kind of. Kind of like Top. I, I would give Top that same respect. Like, like Top is really respected for his skills as a rapper or whatever. And he's put out some really good solo tracks on that GD Top album. Uh, you know, uh, Dum Doom Dada. Uh, and and just there's other songs out there that really showcase Top's rapping ability as a rapper outside of the idol co- culture thing. Um. But Zuko is one of those guys as well who you would think, okay, yeah, Zuko's a really good yeah. rapper or whatever. But yeah. you when, always when... you always get those tinges from Zuko that he watched Carface one too many times. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Zuko is yeah, Zuko is a, is a fantastic rapper, and he he has talent. He has a talent. He has skill, not just as a rapper, but as a composer, as a writer, because he 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 wrote. Uh, a couple of the last songs, you know, he writes for Block B, he composes for Block B, he's, you know, he's responsible for hit music. So he's not untalented, he's actually quite talented. And when this song was, when I, I think I heard, you know, rumblings that he was going to put out some solo work, I was excited because it was going to be something kind of from him, just kind of his own mind, kind of his own style. Uh, and I was looking forward to it. Even when the teaser came out and it was just like the chorus, I was like, ah, oh, man, that chorus sounds dumb. But I'm, you know, the, the song's going to be cool. The chorus is going to be dumb. But, you know, I'll, I'll laugh that chorus off and I'll say, you know, the chorus is dumb, but the, the overall the song is awesome. But then it, but then it comes out <laughs> and then I, I watch it and it is, Wall to wall, uh, the very definition of the term try hard. Uh, first of all, he's got, he, he had to, he had to, uh, recruit his boy from, from, from the hood. <laughs> like, this, Don Mills, who in this context, uh, he's a, a, again, another very talented guy, uh, he features actually very well, and we'll get into the actual, what's actually really good about this song in a little bit. But I want to complain first. Uh, but Don Mills, in context of this and in context of with Zico and what we know of Zico, looks like the guy that, uh, the, the guy from the old neighborhood that the guy you brought in won't let go of and keeps wanting around. <laughs> like he looks exactly like that, that you know shouldn't be around, you know shouldn't be hanging around. You know, he's from the old hood. He can't let him go. You know, he just wanted to help him out. He looks exactly like that. Uh, and then he has him, uh, you know, do push-ups and do, uh, <laughs> take his shirt off when he really needs to be doing crunches. Your boy, he ain't Tae Young, you know, <laughs> you yeah. don't need to be taking his shirt off. Uh, there's that. There's him laying in a tub full of cookies. Silly in and of itself. Is him with the grills, bandana, 
you know, grills, the girls dancing and shaking their ass at the camera. No, no, no faces, just asses. Uh, <laughs> there's him pulling triggers. Oh, God damn it. Don't take your, don't take your shirt off, dude. No, no. <laughs> uh, uh, him pulling triggers at the camera, pulling pretend triggers at the camera. Like, dude, you're in Korea. Don't pretend like you got guns. You ain't right. got guns. You ain't never so, got guns. Here, here's, it, just, here's, it all adds up. All right, here's my two cents, because I'm also going to go off on the person who wrote this article, too, right? Um, Here's why I say it's bad, because I think this I think this video is bad because it directed by a rapper. I mean, it wasn't directed by someone who directs rap videos. It was directed by someone who directs idol videos. And, and it's that clear case because there's so many fucking outfit changes and, and so many fucking hairstyles on Zuko and things like that. And it was, it was too much idol, idolification of a hardcore rap song, you know? Um, oh. because I think the song overall, like you said, the song overall and his rapping in the song overall is really good, right? Um, yeah. and it, it's Zuko. He's good at what he does. Um, the other thing outside of that, that I'm going to yell at the person who wrote this article for is they said the primary reason this is a disappointment is because he went into that YG entertainment try hard mode instead of sticking with the quirky, but serious persona that he usually brings. What the fuck? We fighting in the streets right now. <laughs> I, I, I will say that. He, he uh, what he means is going too far into the try-hard kind of uh posturing mode that doesn't really work for him and doesn't yeah. really fit him. I think the main okay. So let's talk about what's really good about this uh uh song. What's good is the beat. The good the yeah. beat is amazing. Uh the beat is strong and powerful. It really has a great intensity to to team intensity to it to the point where djm said it himself uh our buddy djm david jeffrey majors uh co-host of the fanny pack wrestling podcast and shooting the shirt between the black guys i'm gonna plug his stuff because he doesn't plug it himself <laughs> uh he's replied because i posted this uh on twitter he replied like hey who who produced that song because that beat is intense that beat is cool uh that beat is intense uh so and again this is sequel's handiwork and Zico himself is a talented rapper. The verses are strong. Uh, they flow really well. Uh, Dom Nils contributes really well as well. It's just that all of the stuff that contributes to the try-hardness of it all just overshadows that. Uh, on top of, on top of the fact that, uh, he uses the word faggot, which I, I still don't appreciate. Any time that it's done, I don't care what people have been saying. Like, well, it's used in these kind of hip hop songs. It's used in like, no, yeah, and it's wrong when it's used there too. Like, we can tolerate it, we can put up with it, but it's wrong when they do it too. Too. So I'm not, I'm not cool with it in either case. There it is. The the Confederate flag on the shirt. Uh, I found silly at first, but then I realized Kanye did it first. So I'm like, you know what? I'll give him a pass. He was just wearing Kanye's shirt. Uh, you know what? Instead of calling him a, an idiot, I'll just call him a, a kind of a lazy copycat. <laughs> that's 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 what I'll say. But 
all of kind of the, the, the try hard posturing and all that really what it, that the reason I'm so upset and I even care about this because any other, you know, any other case where somebody puts out a, a super try hard, uh, you know, overly posturing rap video, you know, carrying hip hop, like, ah, that's interesting. That's funny. That's dumb. Whatever. I'd forget about it. But the reason I care is because Zico's talented. Yeah. And he has so much, uh, potential and so much skill that he could do something. He, he kept it like, again, another point that I think I, I agree with. I don't know if you would agree with was the part where, he, uh, Oh no, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. <laughs> where I, 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 TFE, uh, I am the fucking boss, uh, points out that instead of all doing all this, all this posturing, he had already done a perfectly good music video for this for Mnet, where he was just in a white room, standing there, rapping. Simple, straightforward, and showcases his skills. Uh, take that, you know, uh, lower down the middle fingers and the, the fake fring, and your fake finger triggers, and keep it simple and keep it him kind of grinning, grinning at the camera, rapping, flowing. Uh, and Don Mills kind of backing him up. If they kept it simple and didn't overdo the tryhardness, this would have been fine. This would have yeah. been fine. See, he also said something else that got to me, which was in that, in that thing, he's like, you know, uh, another quote from I am the boss. Uh, the worst part and biggest disappointment. The reason I was excited about this was that Zuko had already made a music video with this song for M night. Uh, that was perfect for this. And instead he ditched it for a concept that comes off as lame, which it is. It is really like, it's even over top for even American rap. I would think, you know, (laughs) um, and then he says sort of like when Jay Park tries to rap, yo, (laughs) what the fuck is going on? Like, I feel like he is personally throwing pins at me because you know i've been promoting year of the rapper on jay park's back and you know i'm a yg bias like this is this article is personally targeted at me and zuko and i don't appreciate i appreciate the targeting at zuko part because he needs it right now but don't don't come at me like that (laughs) how dare you uh, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, otherwise he kind of brings up a lot of good points about the video and why it's a disappointment because it's a big disappointment because Zico is better than this. <laughs> Zico is better than this and he could, he could do, he could do some really good stuff and he could be, he could be a really good rapper and he's he really creative. He ha- makes some really fun songs for Block B. Uh, but this kind of, it, 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 it irked me mm-hmm. because of that. And that's the only reason I care so much to get this worked up about this video and get this worked about, about this, uh, this song because the song is so good with the exception of kind of the, again, the one lyric and, uh, basically the one lyric is the song itself. Uh, you take out that one lyric, tweak some other things and it's a fantastic song and then keep the music video simple. Boom. I would love this, but, uh, it, it, it disappointed me on a, on a major level. Uh, I was really hoping for more from Zico. Uh, hopefully, uh, the, the, the tough part is that it did shoot to the top of the charts 
And it's probably going to be super, it's going to be pretty popular. So there's no incentive for him to do anything else, uh, when it's just the, the international fans complaining and kvetching. <laughs> so we'll have to see how this, uh, how this goes forward if he tries something different going forward. But, uh, this, it, it was what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Moving on to more, uh, of me getting angry at somebody for some bullshit. Uh, video of foreign pickup artists harassing J- Japanese women goes viral. Uh, of course, as soon as the word pickup artist, uh, goes around, I, that already starts to get my, my, my little blood boiling. Uh, cause of the, the fuck those fuck cards. Uh, but let's get into it. There's, so there's a video of a pickup artist named Julian Blank going around the interwebs at the moment. And there's two things. Him at a seminar talking to people who are paying for him for pickup advice and video of him basically harassing and assaulting Japanese women and thinking it means he's a pimp. Uh, his site is literally in real life called Pimping My Game. Better yet, he says he can make girls beg to sleep with you after short-circuiting their emotional and logical mind into a million reasons why they should. So, at the end of the day, this is a video of a guy... This is a guy... Who rapes women and brags about it. <laughs> Essentially. Uh, which is, which is basically a lot of pickup artists, but <laughs> this is the one that's catching attention. And, and of course it's a part of it is also him playing on, on Japanese men, uh, and also using techniques pl- playing on, uh, Japanese culture and women's you know, societal cultural reasons and why Japanese are less, Japanese women are less likely to fight back for societal and cultural reasons. So he's gleeful that he can molest them without much concern. Um, it, this, this, this irks me, Kaz. This, this, this got my blood a boiling and it got me pissed off. Can we dox this guy? Can we, can, <laughs> can we dox this guy? Instead of going after well-meaning, you know, women in the gaming industry, can we go after this guy? I mean, I don't, I mean, people do go after those kind of people. It, it just all comes off as who they piss off. You know what I'm saying? And I think what happens is, is most times people see this kind of thing and see this kind of person and just go, whatever. You know, like, <laughs> like, I think they too easily just go, that's stupid. I don't care. And move on from it, a set of kind of speaking to it overall. And then you get, and, and I don't mean this in a bad way, right? You get the overly sensitive people who go way above and beyond what it should be. You know, it, it has to be a middle ground of like, you know what? That dude is an asshole and he's taking advent. He's not a genius because all he's really doing is taking advantage of cultural niceness. Right. Um, which, which I haven't, I haven't ever said this outwardly. Right. But there is always, when I, when I spent time in Korea, right. I got treated like in, in, most of leading up to going to Korea was like, oh man, you know, they're xenophobic, blah, blah, blah. And you're black, blah, blah, blah. Kind of, you know, whatever is right. I got there and we take that lay of the land and, and, and I know I'm Kore- comparing Korean culture to Japanese culture, but I'm just doing this because there's a lot of similarities in, in cultural niceness and things like that, right? 
um, I got treated a lot more nicely than most white people got treated, right? And I think it's for two things, right? Um, American white people come off as, like, really overzealous and confident and, like, they own everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and people pick up on that, right? And, and it kind of becomes a cultural thing or whatever. Um, and then the other thing is a lot of these countries generally don't see too many black people, right? So what most people take in a mistake as fear, uh, is just coming across of an unknown, right? Um, and me being the type of person I am, I, I explore that and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to talk to these people, do all these kind of things and, and be very culturally respectful, right? Um, and, and be open to their culture and their things. And, you know, some things to me that happened and were said sometimes came across as what I would think was rude, but I understood it was cultural ignorance, right? So I just like kind of let it happen and use that to be like, okay, just that and the other, you know, and it, it came across really well or whatever. And even like the age range of people who are close to my age range in, in Korea, totally cool. Right. <laughs> like, but it's, I think it's just that. And it's, and it also creates these stigmas because of people like him of the American culture and the American overzealousness and, and things like that. And it's going to start, in in the long run, making you know us and, and you know the global whole, us as Americans, start looking even worse than we already do to the rest of the world. Because um, then I also noticed like a lot of like straight up American white people get treated shittily. If you if you're from Europe or something like that, in like Asia or Japan somewhere in those those regions, you're pretty okay. Um, yeah, you know, American, American, African American, pretty okay. <laughs> Any other kind of African, not so cool. Um, and yeah. it, it's you know, it's the relatability to culture and what people, what people have to deal with and and what people, you know, deal with on on their day to day basis and get to see or whatever. And I will say, I got a lot colder shoulder the closer and closer you get to an army base. You know. Yeah. Uh, because that is an area where they have dealt with the ignorance of the cultural American for a really long time, you know, and it's harder to break down that wall to be like, I am not them, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> like, like I'm cool. <laughs> They're not or whatever. Um, but like, I never had any of those problems that a lot of people have when they go to those countries and that they talk about because one, I already had an understanding of the culture, and two, I'm not ignorant, you know. And that's what this is. This is pure fucking ignorance of, of I'm smarter than this culture, you know, kind of thing or whatever. And I'm gonna pick apart these little inty teensy things or whatever, and be the cool guy or whatever. And you know, you you take a, enough lonely nerds that you know, like Asian women and end up in Asian countries and they're like, oh man, I want to bag the the white dragon, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they want to they bag, bag the Jap- they want to bang the Japanese chicks. Uh, they have this again, uh, getting into fetishization and all that uh, craziness, but uh, it's like it, it, it's it's 
If being a pickup artist, I like this line. It's like, I'm sure there are a lot of successful pickup artists, quote unquote, out there. Being a pickup artist consists of using superior physical strengths to get your way from women when they want nothing to do with you. AKA a rapist. <laughs> exactly. It's like, a lot of it is like what he is doing is using kind of his uh, physical strength. And, uh, there's a video, uh, trigger warning. Just throwing that out the trigger warning. I know it's kind of a, it's turned into a catch term, but he, he is physically assaulting people and, and that could cause some badness. I know I haven't really been able to watch it because it's just so, ugh. Oh, I watched it. But, uh, I've seen I, I watched it, but it's dumb. It's, 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 it's it, he's dumb and it's, it's scary and, and, uh, l- let's, uh, take that guy down. Hashtag <laughs> take down Julian Blanc. Uh, but moving on in our lives, cause we have to move on sometimes, uh, move on to another bit of shadiness, <laughs> uh, SM Shady Dealing, author confirms they forced JYJ out of new K-pop book. Uh, this is from Beyond Hallyu. Uh, the author of a recent released, uh, recently released book about K-pop. Uh, has revealed that SM Entertainment pressured his publisher to remove references to JYJ and the TVXQ lawsuit. Uh, this came to light when one of our favorite blog, one of the favorite bloggers, o- Ogu Kin, uh, uh, wrote an in-depth review of Mark James Russell's book, K-Pop Now, The Korean Music Revolution. He, they previously noted, she pointed out that there were some odd inconsistencies in the book in the way TVXQ and JYJ were covered. However, unlike those other reviews, this time the author took the time to directly respond to the criticism in the comments of, of his blog. Russell confirmed as they had suggested that this effective deletion of JYJ from K-pop history was the result of interference from SM Entertainment. He said, yes, I agree with you about the JYJ TVXQ issue, but alas, that was not my call. SM Entertainment was quite adamant about how TVXQ was covered, which is too bad as I really liked Zaya's incredible uh, a fantastic song. Of course, this does not go well with fans of JYJ. Uh, and it kind of goes on and on, and it really goes into the fact that they, they didn't even like the, the fact that they were referred to as previously a, a group of five that became a duo, uh, didn't kind of interfered with any kind of coverage of, of their history, uh, which goes into kind of the mental narrative we have of the whole issue of why JYJ is never on music shows and is hardly on TV promoting anymore. Uh, because, uh, SM has basically blacklisted them. And this is one of those things where it's like, Oh, that happens in real life. Huh? Yep. <laughs> That's, this is an, it's like, you, 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 this is the kind of thing you would expect on a, on a, on a, on a drama, on a soap opera. As like an exaggerated thing, you would look at it like, man, that's an exaggeration. Why would they block me? But no, it's, it's, it's real life. This is real life. Uh, what was your impression of kind of this? Did it kind of, uh, for like me, fit it, fit in with your narrative that you already knew or did it, uh, make you realize anything new? Um, it, 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 it didn't surprise me. Right. Um, what more surprised me was how straightforward 
it seemed, you know? Usually usually a lot of the stuff that happens seems to be a lot more backroom dealy or whatever and a lot more hush hush. But this seemed really straightforward aggressive, you know? Um and 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 I think uh, that is just kind of goes to the toll of what we've been seeing a lot more. It's these companies are starting to be a lot more aggressive and a lot more weird. And I, I think it's just one of those things where, where it's like we said before, all of this stuff is starting to come to the forefront, starting to come to the forefront, you know, and, and it's getting yeah. harder and harder to, to hide that shit in those secret backroom meetings because somebody's saying something because the the tides need to change, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's holding on to what little, uh, kind of, uh, leverage you have and strength you have. It, it, it's understandable with a lot of those dealings, uh, having to do with, uh, you know, holding on to your strength as a, as a company and holding on to your market share as a company and blah, 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 things like that. But the fact that this, this just comes off as so petty. And vindictive, like, and it's something that it seems to be kind of the MO of, of, of SM, especially lately. Like, nobody leaves SM gracefully anymore. <laughs> like, nobody leaves SM gracefully anymore. Like, you, you can't, you, they won't let you go. Like, uh, if you remember a lot of the big issue with TVXQ in the beginning, or, you know, the day where Day members is, uh, if you do the art, uh, that surprised me was the whole, their contracts were being re- renewed without their knowledge. I'm like, how does that happen? Don't you yeah. have to like sign a new one? Don't you have to like look at it and then alter it? It's like, how does that happen? But it happened. <laughs> it's like, yeah. uh, at least according to court documents, at least according to the claims I JYJ and it's, it's, it, it they, they, it's, it might, it, it, we'll have to see how soon it comes to, for, uh, comes to a tipping point where the system and the old way will have to become a new way, uh, at some point. Uh, it, it's hard cause, uh, cause they kind of are stuck in their ways, but, uh, I don't know. It, it it's, it's a little disconcerting how petty they, they can be. <laughs> It's a little disconcerting. It's really weird. Like there really at some point needs to be a culture change. Um in in the K pop industry in the heads of the K pop industry in general, and then the trickle down into specific companies, one being SM and then two being JYP. Like yeah. um of of the big ones that is, you know, and then there just needs to be a definite culture change overall in just the Japanese music industry. Um, but nice. I'm not even, gonna, I'm not even gonna get into that. Yeah, uh, for, it's an, an, a culture change there. I think, it, cause before, uh, and there was actually a, a cool, again, another interesting agent junkie article where they kind of go into the ones, 101s of, uh, the industry and the music business 101 and what's the real deal with aspiring K-pop stars. Uh, cause the main thing that they'll, they start with is a big graph with all the music markets, you know, all the revenue by countries. Uh, and you see USA, Japan, uh, Germany, uh, United Kingdom, France, Australia, Canada, Brazil, Italy, the Netherlands, and rest of the world. 
Uh, notice one name I didn't include. South Korea. <laughs> they are part of rest of the world. So they are, it, uh, they have been this small market that has been trying to kind of, that has been successfully sometimes is trying to break out into markets where they can actually make bigger money, but kind of a feeder outer that doesn't necessarily have its own spotlight itself on a, on a grand level. But now they're starting to have, and we're going to talk about one big reason why they're going to start to have a bigger spotlight, but with new releases, newer, new crossover potentials of actual proper crossover potentials and the new possibilities of feeding out from them, you know, feeding out from their industry to other markets that uh, have a bigger spotlight to, to shine on them. These kind of things that don't reflect well on kind of how they work will have to be adjusted because Japan has the same issues, but they don't have to feed out. They can just, they, they're like a self-feeding, they're like a snaking its tail, which we can get to. They have their own market and that's why they don't give a shit. As you can see, that, that, that big chunk, slice of the pie, uh, they don't have to care, but. Korea, you know, the, the ROK, uh, being a market that has to feed out, they kind of will have to care at some point about how they work, how their business works and how they treat their talent. Yeah. Uh, because once the, the global spotlight shines on them, what are they going to, what is it going to, you know, the light, light, <laughs> light, uh, sometimes is the best, uh, is the best bleach, uh, so we're gonna to have to see what what it shines its light on. Uh, so we're gonna hope for the best. Uh, but speaking of Japan and the the uh, snake eating its own tail, uh, CD loving Japan resists move to online music mm-hmm. uh, around and and this is kind of our we're 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 talking about the New York Times. We're getting we're getting big time here. <laughs> we have a New York Times article. We're getting we're getting fancy up in here. Uh, this is by Ben Cesario of the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, around the world, the music business has shifted toward downloads and streaming, but in Japan, the compact disc is still king. On uh, a drizzly Sunday afternoon recently, Tower Records' nine-level flagship store here was packed with customers like Kimiaki Koinuma, a 23-year-old uh, engineer in a Didi Ramon t-shirt. Uh, Mr. Koinuma said that unlike most men his age around the world, he spends little time with digital services and prefers his music on disc. I buy around three CDs a month, he said, showing off a haul of six new albums, including the Rolling Stones classic, uh, Exile on Mainstream, and an assortment of the latest Japanese pop hits. Japan may be one of the per- world's perennials, er, uh, perennial early adopters of new technologies, but its continued uh, attachment to the CD puts it sharply at odds with the rest of the global music industry. Uh, you know, CDs are, are falling worldwide, including in Japan. They still account for 80% of the sales there. And and kind of goes on really well, actually really well written, because, well, it's the New York Times, so... <laughs> so, uh... And it goes on to point out kind of the different level, the different kind of aspects of why Japan and I believe Germany are the two kind of holdouts, uh, for still wanting CDs and not really moving towards digital. It's, 
And, and, and it really speaks to a very interesting kind of aspect because like, this is a, sh- our show focuses, of course, on a lot, a lot about Korea and South Korea definitely embraces digital to the point of like the big reason why we get CDs that are so interesting and, uh, elaborate and I don't know if we have the packaging well, is because I, I those right like, here. you can show. <laughs> Right, you know, like the reason we get some those is because uh digital has taken over. CDs are no longer a means of like music distribution as much as they are merch. You know, they are merch on some level more than they are music distribution. They have a CD in there, and you can listen to music on there, but they're kind of like uh, I have a T-shirt, I have a poster, I have the booklet CD thing. You know, uh it's not how you get the music; it's how you get. A thing to support your favorite artists and a, a cool collectible. But Japan is still holding on to the CD. Uh, and it's, and it, it could be to their detriment too. Uh, Kaz, what do you think? What, what was your impression kind of looking into this article and looking at what the possibilities of, uh, Japan? So originally, originally I thought it was the thing you just said, the, the, the merchification of, of what, what the CD is now, uh, in the Asian market, you know? Um, but then I realized J- Japan specifically, right? Design that culture, especially the, the older generation on, on music, right? Like that, that's what they were really sold on was, was music and all those things and, and waiting in line and going to get it and showing your support, right? I think you don't get that same feeling when you sit at your computer, hit F5 a few times and then go, okay, the album's released. I'm going to hit buy, you know? Um, the Japanese really love to show that, you know, this thing that I'm buying, I, I really love. I'm spending my hard-earned money on it because I really want it, you know? Um, whereas everything else for them is, is very much moved to the online services kind of world. Um, I think that thing holds a special place in their heart and it, it trickles down generation to generation. You know, like you talk about the, the idol industry in Japan, right? A lot of those, those fans who support it are the, are the older uncle fans and things like that. Like we always talk about in, in K-pop and things like that. Right. So they're the guys who work nine to five, go out, go buy that CD to show their support, you know, cause then that's also something yeah. you have that you could take to the show and be like, Hey, can you sign this for me? You know, it's this yeah. thing that, that, that is a constant, you know? Um, cause you yeah, can't, and- you can't take your iPad to be like, can you, uh, sign where, your track is yeah it's it's it's, what's like that's the fandom culture and that definitely kind of holds true and that holds true in korea as well that that is for you know physical media is for the fans and that culture but at the same time it's there's a difference between the fandoms and mainstream popularity like uh the fandoms uh make five seconds of summer uh, trend on Twitter every day. But do you or I know who the hell five seconds of summer are? I don't know who they are. You don't know who they are. So it's about the fact that on the whole, CD sales everywhere are declining, including Japan. What's going to take over? What, what else would they want? It, 
the, the, the money is still kind of declining. Those sales, that music distribution is still declining in that form, but they're kind of stonewalling the, the, you know, the, the, the digital front. Like Spotify and RDO have been stuck. Like it says here, so streaming music services like Spotify and RDO, widely seen as the industry's best new hope for new revenue, have stalled in efforts to enter Japan. Spotify, the biggest such player, has been stuck for two years in licensing negotiations with music companies in Japan, where homegrown pop idols by far outsell Western acts. Uh, cause it's, they, they're, they're stuck in not wanting to go to digital. Because uh, something that, uh, again, the Korean market has uh, kind of gone to is they distribute and sell to the mainstream audience, uh, you know, their music on a digital level. They, 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 you know, they can just stream, they can download. There's several different music services available for them. They can all listen to music mm-hmm. on their phone instantly. But the while well, the fandoms still support with their CDs, you know, the fandoms go in and they buy the CDs, sometimes buy many CDs one at a time, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, it's a whole other thing. But, yeah, they do that. They, they That's for the fandoms where most everybody else is just going to get the music how they want to hear them. I just want to hear that song that I heard at that coffee shop, so I'm going to get it on my phone. Uh, and that's where the market really is going to. It is is it something can these Japanese companies learn to not get in the way of that push? Because uh-huh. the push is kind of there, and they're kind of stuck. That's going to be the, the the thing. Uh but yeah, the Tower Records still going strong. Uh, it kind of goes into more and more of the article about, uh, how if, you know, if Japan, uh, falls uh, as far as, you know, the, the, the CD sales, uh, that kind of is a, if Japan stops selling music, you know, if Japan sneezes and, I, I like this one, uh, if Japan sneezes and Germany catches a cold, that's it, we're done. <laughs> when it comes to media, you know, in the United States, it's like, it, the, and that's kind of the big worry. It's who they contend that if these countries don't embrace music online, uh, an inevitable CD's decline sale will damage the industry and on the whole. So, that's worrisome. <laughs> I worry. And it's something that kind of feeds into some uh, a narrative we've talked about, how uh, Japan kind of, is is holding on to the way they've been doing things and not letting things kind of go into the new ways like not posting their music videos online uh you know just put them on youtube let everybody see them you don't you're probably going to be a better off i i i doubt those dvd sales are that lucrative i don't know uh yeah, I doubt they'd be that affected by you letting people watch it on YouTube. Because again, the fandom will still want their collectible. <laughs> the mm-hmm. fandom will still go after getting their collectible with the booklet, with the CD. So that you're not going to lose the fandoms, and you're not going to not make fun, make money off of the fandoms because they're there. 
but you're going to reach a bigger market with the digital. So I think that's kind of the, the concern and the thought looking in on kind of Japan and the where they're they're doing uh, music now in the Japanese music industry. Uh that's a concern. I don't know. Any any final thoughts, Cass, on this? I mean, I don't know. It it I feel like at at a certain point the the tides will change, but if if it's working, like there's no reason for it not to, you know? Yeah. The tough part, yeah, it's working now. The tough part is how long will it work? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, moving on from complaining about Japan, uh, to complaining about Nick Cannon. Uh, Nick Cannon is doing a show. Uh, that should, uh, uh, send all kinds of red flags going up. Just that sentence. Uh, but here's the, the article. Read the mind-blowing script from K-Pop High, that thing Nick Cannon is actually doing. Uh, Nick Cannon was doing, uh, so we, we heard word back in the day, a few while, a little while ago at the beginning of the year, that Nick Cannon was doing a show called K-Pop High. Most people kind of blocked it, uh, out of defense, out of their minds. Uh, just, um, assuming that it wasn't really a thing that was happening, that, that they were having a fever dream. Well, apparently they're actually going forward it. It's going to, with it, and it's going to be on Nickelodeon. Of all places. Uh, Nick Cannon via his incredible entertainment production shingle is throwing his weight behind a new series titled The Drop, aka K-Pop High, which will likely end up on the Nickelodeon network. The project is described as half as a half hour musical comedy of the, about the drama of high school set at a diplomatic boarding school that caters to kids from all over the world, from all over the world. The series will follow three girls who don't know each other upon their arrival at the school, but soon discover that they share a sensibility for the K-pop vibe. K-pop being, in case y'all don't know, in case y'all don't know, I'm going to go ahead and drop some knowledge on you. K-pop being Korean pop, a musical genre that originated in South Korea and whose roots can be traced back decades. Uh, it's called The Drop, so it's not actually called K-pop high, which makes it slightly less bad. A little. Uh, <laughs> to, um, how, how much just reading this, just reading up to this point, not even getting to the actual dialogue, reading up to this point, how much did you cringe? I read script from the show K-Pop High that Nick Cannon is doing, and I viscerally, like, shook. Like, I was like, ah! <laughs> and then I was on the floor, and I convulsed, and I thought I was having a seizure, and then I was like, no, I'm okay. And then I stood up and looked at my screen again, and then I had a seizure. Um, and then I was <laughs> hospitalized for, for a week. Uh, and then after I came out of the fever dream, and I was like, it can't be real. I came back home, and I looked at my screen again, and I, I punched it, and then I had to buy a new one. Mm-hmm. And then after all that settles, I calmed down and I was just like, this is the stupidest fucking thing I have ever read. And this will, will do nothing. This will do nothing good for introducing American fandom to 
K-pop at all. All this is going to do is is just fuck everything up. Like it is going to to mentally fuck up what people know and think and understand that K-pop is and the people that it introduces to K-pop in 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 a certain way is just going to be it's just it, it it's it's going to be terrible. Like there's no way that this can be good. There is no physical way that this can be good. Like at all for anyone. This is going to To give people cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, do you want to be quirky or do you want, do you want to be Jody? Because <laughs> <laughs> let's, 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 let's have a dramatic, uh, reading of this, uh, script here. Uh, how about you be quirky, I'll be Jody. Uh, okay. Alright. Right. You're, you ready for this? Are yes. you ready for this? All right, let, let's get ready, everybody. This is dramatic reena- dramatic reading by Hali Juku. <clears throat> Hali Juku players. All right. You aren't listening. My father will not accept me in a K-pop band. I don't get it. I'm his only child, Jody. He take he'd take me back to Korea before he thought there was even a chance I was wasting my potential here. So just tell me that you have potential to be an amazing pop musician. When it comes to my father, he's the only one who does the telling. I have a question for you. What's the point of being young? To honor our parents. Absolutely not. It's to be young. How do you think your father became so successful? Hard work, discipline, and an unwavering belief in tradition. His words, not mine. And scene. It's like the the palpable awkwardness can be felt even for the audio listeners. They can just feel it. Oh, they can just feel it and sense it in their hearts and souls. I, uh, I don't. I think at the end, like live after that. <laughs> yeah, I think we we can we can bomb this planet and move on to the next. What do you wait? Hold on. Okay, right. What do you think is going to be worse, this or airs? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. This, you know, alright, you know what I'm gonna say? This is gonna make fucking airs look like fucking Shakespeare, bro. Like, (laughs) we will watch this and then go back and watch airs and be like, why did we think airs was bad? This is amazing. And then we'll go back and watch something good like fucking Coffee Prince or My Lovely Samsung or, or My Love from Another Star or Good Doctor and then we'll be like, Oh God! <laughs> oh, we've been we've Christ. been destroyed. Because at least we can say about Ares is at least that had Crystal and like her boyfriend that those two that le- that at least had those two and we like those two and Jose Ho because he's funny. Mm. But <laughs> but uh oh no not Jose Ho that think uh, I'm thinking of my love from another stars again. <laughs> I can't I can't let go of my love from another stars. I keep wanting to think of better dramas than than airs. <laughs> uh, 
But no, that show had Crystal. At least we had Crystal on that show. This is... We don't know what it has. It probably has nothing. And I think the best sentence that sums it all up uh is at the end. The best thing Nick Cannon has ever done was exist for this Dave Chappelle sketch. Uh and y'all can go check out that very sketch. But I but uh, I also love cuz cuz this is the feeling after you read that script is uh what the writer of the article said, I want to shoot myself. <laughs> exactly. Bam. Uh it's just it's just no. 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 Why why did why do people keep letting Nick Cannon do things? Cuz he married Mariah Carey. Damn it. Like he did that shitty, uh, urban whose line, uh, uh, whose line is it anyway show. The, the first MTV. season of that was okay and then it got progressively bad. Yeah. It's like, uh, stop. Please, hashtag stop Nick Cannon. I think Take we may have hashtag, to start that. I think we, I, you know what? No, we're going to start that. Uh, so, so look for that in the Nick coming Cannon. weeks is going to be hashtag stop Nick Cannon from ruining K-pop. <laughs> Just hashtag stop Nick Cannon, period. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, direct, and all-encompassing. Just hashtag Nick, uh, stop Nick Cannon. I'm going to write it down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet out this article and hashtag stop Nick Cannon. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh hashtag stop Nick Cannon. I'm gonna jot it down so I don't rem- don't forget it. It's gonna be the title of this episode and it's gonna be our calling card uh <laughs> going forward. Uh so look out for that. Uh but on that note, we're gonna end this episode on that crusade. We'll leave you all to, to go out there and and uh Valiantly fright on the front lines of this, uh, crusade, uh, with another episode of Halyujuku in the can. Mm-hmm. Uh, another fine episode. Uh, Kaz, tell us, what have you been doing, uh, in your neck news? What have you been up to? Uh, playing shitty wrestling games right now, uh, that I may <laughs> want to stream at some point because it's pretty funny, but not this particular one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, of course you can check him out about Dami slash King Kaz. Uh, also be sure to check out his, uh, appearance recently on the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. Cause that was pretty fun. That was an actually exceptionally fun episode with him, uh, and our new guest, Zach, uh, Rutero, Zachary Rutero, Zach Rod Riggins, as I put him in the, the article. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, but that's it. Follow me at Petey Rave, shows Hallie Juku, uh, kpoppodcast.com. Uh, I'm not in my mid thirties, I'm 31. Dang it, Brushwood, I love you, but. <laughs> I'm same age as Justin Robert Young, same exact age. But that being said, thank you, T2. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Adiós. Fighting.